0: Welcome to Pushing the Boundaries podcast, brought to you by GCS Group, where you'll gain unique insight into how an Australian SME pushed the boundaries to turn disruption into opportunity and are now leading the way in international trade credit and risk. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and this is part one of a three-part series. And today we're going to set the stage and share the story of how GCS Group, a global 40-year strong and successful business, found themselves face-to-face with disruption, how they responded, and now the exciting opportunities that lay ahead for GCS and other companies operating in the area of credit and risk management. And I'm speaking with Adam Wood, the now CEO of GCS. Welcome, Adam.
1: Hi, I'm Martha. Thank you for having
0: me. Before you take us on the journey to how GCS began, who is GCS Group?
1: GCS is a a global provider of of credit management, risk management, compliance and technology services. Um, But essentially we provide our members and our customers with the tools and services to, to better and more profitably manage their own business.
0: So take us back on the journey to how GCS began. Well, we're a family business. Um, My father started the business
1: 40 years ago or 40-some years ago and is considered by many to be, I guess, a godfather of the international debt collection industry. Uh, He saw globalisation ahead of the curve and instead of setting up a business in Sydney and and Brisbane and Adelaide, he went to Hong Kong uh, and saw globalisation ahead of the curve. He saw regional trading blocks ahead of the curve like NAFTA and EU and Mercosur um, and so went into Hong Kong, set up a business there and sort of established first a, a regional network uh, and then developed that into an international network of, of partners or service provider members um, that share a common uh, ethos of business in some other countries. So ultimately our, our credit providing offering is, uh, is receivables, is management accounts receivable through the debt collection, credit information. Uh, Our risk management services provide uh, due diligence, verification and investigation. Uh, We've developed a global compliance program, which is a a, a RegTech-based compliance solution for for small to medium businesses, and we've got a technology vehicle which drives a lot of the innovation that we've had to invest in over recent time.
0: You know, Adam, GCS began to experience some significant challenges. I know many businesses are experiencing that now. So what were they, and how did you address these challenges?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, we face many challenges, like in, we're an SME still ourselves. Um, I guess our industry in particular, the I guess the credit and collection industry uh, has seen consolidation like many others. Um, and so we too have faced that. A lot of your, your small to medium businesses have been acquired by others. I guess, the the C word we like to refer to in compliance. The ever-increasing burden or challenge, should I say, of compliance is one that has really consolidated or driven the consolidation of our industry too. And then the big one is digital disruption. I think we've seen it uh, firsthand, um, you know, innovation in technology and all things in and around that, like LinkedIn and industry associations and, you know, networking, communication, but also automation and, and other technology innovations that have really improved Process and efficiencies uh, are just some of those that we've changed.
0: What kind of steps did you do to address those challenges?
1: We were probably a little slower to pick up on it than what we would have liked to be. The first thing was to take the time to look around us, see what was happening, and try and understand the market forces that were driving change. You see what your competitors are doing, but is that enough? You need to really take a step back and have a look at a broad view rather than. In get caught up in just the day-to-day activity that you're doing and, and even the, the day-to-day changes that you're trying to implement. So first thing is to really stop, step back and take a, a good look at it. For us, we needed to accept that the, the, the industry around us was changing and that we really needed to evolve our business model and to do it quickly, otherwise we would have missed the boat. There's you know, a number of increasing businesses and, and organisations around the world that were using technology and innovation in social networking and whatnot to... Developed develop their own business models, which made them you know, seemingly uh, somewhat competitive to us. So we needed to identify that, uh, and then certainly uh, look at what our strengths and our weaknesses were, and then simply invest in technology and compliance once we'd identified what were the areas we were weak in, what were our strengths, and then obviously work the way to play to them. We also pivoted uh, from a service provider, being a, you know, a credit management, debt collection service provider, to essentially a technology company democratising traditionally expensive and unattainable solutions for SMEs like those made by SAP and Oracle and these fantastic technology providers that exist in the market and their solutions are fantastic, but they're more often than not far too expensive for, for the SME market. So we've developed products and, and some platforms, freemium-based platforms and whatnot that allow businesses, to, to smaller businesses, to, to step into these areas that otherwise they, they wouldn't be aware of or, or couldn't afford to, to adopt.
0: What were some of the key things that came out of addressing the challenges that you've just mentioned?
1: Yeah, well, probably three major outputs for us in terms of restructuring and reshaping our business. The first was turning our, our credit collection business into uh, the GCS credit community. Uh, the world's first and only open and free community, a social network for credit and collection, risk management, cash flow management, people and businesses. It's a place for smarter working people with an eye on cash flow, credit and receivables management. And it's really a reimagined way to connect, network, learn and share with curated content, discussions, Q&As, groups and training, all the things that you would find uh, in LinkedIn and other social networks um, but specifically for, for our industry.
0: Sounds like a great community. So I'm wondering who specifically is that GCS credit community for and, and who can really benefit from joining the community?
1: Yeah, look, it's really for everybody. Um, it, it's for businesses of all sizes and types, but, and, and it's not just for businesses in the credit and collection field or the credit risk and collection field. Um, it's for what well, we, we refer to in a, in a video, or it's short, a short explainer video on our website, uh, gcs.community or www.gcs.community, uh, we refer to Jack, Jill, and Mr. Banks as three users that, that would use the system. Jack is a small business. The uh, small business and startup is uh, looking to educate themselves on better cash flow, credit, and risk management standards and, and networking. Um, small accounting firms would be an example, Traders, entrepreneurs, startups, and um, those looking to educate themselves in, around subject matter that they otherwise may not really know much about. Uh, Jill refers to medium-sized businesses. Um, She might be an owner of a collection agency or a law firm or an accounting firm that's of larger size. And she might be looking to build relationships uh, and find more business to expand her operations. And then Mr. Banks refers to large and, and enterprise operations whether that be banks or receivables management firms, law firms, etc, but they're service providers uh, creditors and associates um, okay. for instance the, the accounting and advisory firm. so it's a broad brush, but most people would find themselves in line with either the Jack the Jill or the Mr Banks um, mm. profile. Sound
0: sounds like a great community and um, certainly be able to leverage off uh, each of the, the Jack, Jill and, and Mr Banks in there, so that's the first area. What's the second key thing that came out of you addressing the challenges of disruption?
1: Yes, well for us disruption came, as I mentioned earlier, about in the compliance field. It became increasingly difficult for us to demonstrate our awareness of and our commitment to compliance without having a, a program like ISO or PPMS or SSA sixteen eighteen in Australia, JASA and Z, there's some fantastic compliance standards that mandate, I guess, a, a business's policies, procedures and work instructions. And so for us, that was a driver of change and disruption, but it also became an opportunity for us because we saw a gap in the market. There, Other than these best practice standards, there really is no other... Uh, compliance recognition or standard for SMEs. Uh, And so a lot of businesses effectively self-compliant. Again, they they might have insurance, um, they might try and stay abreast of industry changes. um, But other than that, there's no way for them to really visually demonstrate their awareness of and commitment to compliance. So the second key outcome for us was uh, a business called Certified by GRCQ, which stands for Governance, Risk, Compliance and Quality. And what we'd like to think is it's the world's first affordable and online international compliance standards, particularly for SMEs. Yeah. In many ways, it's a gateway to um, you know the best practice compliance standards like ISO and, and others. So, it's an introduction to best practice governance, risk, compliance and quality management, um, but predominantly for small to medium-sized businesses. And it's effectively a gateway to best practice standards like ISO, as I mentioned.
0: So, thinking about compliance, why is it so important for businesses in today's climate? Yeah.
1: It's, well, it's a good question because it's, it's an ever-evolving landscape and, um, you know, regulation and compliance requirements only 10 years ago were so vastly different to what they are today. In many cases, small businesses simply can't meet the, the evolving evolution, I guess, of, of compliance, but also the cost and the increase in cost of management. So the importance is quite simply that businesses will shut their doors or potentially have their doors shut for them. Um, if they don't maintain uh, compliance standards and if they are in any way in breach of, uh, of regulations nowadays, the fines and the penalties for uh, non-compliance can be more contribute.
0: So thinking then that um, if people aren't um, compliant in their businesses, they may have to shut their door, I'm assuming then that if they did have more compliant businesses, it's going to support their businesses and growth, yes? Yeah, true,
1: true. And, and look, it, it's, it's a hard one to understand. To begin with, most SMEs see compliance as a burden the cost, mm. and a cost, and it's very hard to get past that. Um, once you do and you understand what the, the premise of compliance is, and it's not there to be a, a roadblock, it's there to, to, to put in place policies, procedures, work instructions, training and auditing um, processes um, that, that really allow a business to identify and improve inefficient and or ineffective workplace practices. And management lines and reporting processes that they can improve on. So the evolution and automation of many routine workplace practices through technology and and, and other disruptors in the market allow businesses to prioritise revenue generating activities, perhaps more so than than uh, than just process driven ones. So there's 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 a need, but there's also a great benefit uh, once you can see through the initial cost and time in, in demonstrating or, or preparing for and demonstrating the compliance standard.
0: Well, imagine, too, because of the fact that uh, things change so constantly or you know, consistently within some industries, particularly the industry that you're in, that it can certainly be confusing for, for a business. It's the fact that you've now got this offering. It, c- it can really make things a lot more streamlined and easier for them to adopt
1: yeah absolutely and that was a big part of how we i mean we 've developed this and I guess innovated through necessity, not by seeing an opportunity and trying to jump on it we We were a small business that was consumed by compliance, was confused and burdened, and we saw it as an, an expense so we we 've scrambled and because we 're also in the international landscape, our compliance requirements don't don 't end with the australian borders it 's very much really to be aware of eu regulations and North American regulations and global data protection requirements and whatnot. So for us, it's was it it's been a, an all-consuming process in developing this. And in doing so, we found that it was really hard for a business who worked may have worked in international to try and understand fundamentally what were their obligations. And so that's where we went about and built a program that made it very easy and simple, what we call the, the eight stages of GRCQ, which is code of ethics and statutory regulatory requirements and information security and data protection and risk management, all the things that those who understand ISO and best practices would. Um, understand better, but we've tried to simplify it, summarise it, and provide an introductory standard for businesses to at least get an understanding of, of what they need to do. If they want to be best practice, if they want to go and, uh, and be certified ISO or JSA and Z or, or, or SSA 18, uh, they can do so, and this might be an introductory piece that would help them understand the process and the requirements a little better than otherwise they may find out.
0: So that was the second thing that came out of addressing disruption and turning that into an opportunity. What's the third key thing that came out of this?
1: Well, yeah, for us, conferencing has always been a, a key part of our business. And for about 20 years, we've hosted conferences around the world, uh, and that continues this year in Washington, D.C. I guess the third piece of, in our evolution is the, the World Trade Credit and Risk Summit. In addition to the GCS Credit Community Conference, which we will host on the 16th, of October in D.C. On the 17th and 18th, we host the inaugural World Trade Credit and Risk Summit to take to the public and to demonstrate our, our subject matter expertise across the, the global trade, but as it applies to credit and risk fields. And so uh, for us, that, that event is one that is, is a landmark event. We'll be talking about the, the trends, the challenges, the technologies and opportunities in today's modern economy. Um, we'll be bringing together public sector and private enterprise to talk about these issues. And it's a really a place now for, rather than just being an internal conference uh, talking about ourselves and our own business practices, it's really a place to learn from policy makers, peers in the disruptive industry. And- startups that are disrupting traditional markets.
0: Look, it's an incredible story and a, and a journey and I know for many businesses, there are some that unfortunately through disruption have just ended up closing their doors. But you've uh, tackled this head on, you've shared three amazing things that have come out of that and I think you're really championing the way forward for other organizations that are now going through what you've already been through. So thank you for sharing that with us today. I'm really looking forward to the next episode in the series because you're going to be speaking more about credit and risk management and the steps that you did take that enabled you to transform disruption into opportunity. Thanks,
1: Anne-Marie. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure, and, and yeah, I, I look forward to speaking again.
0: you. You've been listening to Pushing the Boundaries podcast, brought to you by GCS Group.